Welcome to the show, Brain Health Unchaining Your Pain. And I am really excited to welcome the wonderful Lynn Whitbeck to the show. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Hey, Ruth. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, you're most welcome. So for those that don't know Lynn, she is the queen of sales, business owners and entrepreneurs hiring to ignite winning sales teams because most are chasing down clients stuck in a chaotic sales cycle and lacking client retention conversions and profits so she helps transform thinking to the client's perspective end sales chaos with a robust strategic plan to harvest the hidden profits wow that's amazing and i'm sure so many people listening to the show could do some with some of your uh, expertise Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what that's what I love doing it's like it, when we help um people with their their sales to get more clients they in turn get to help them with their product or service and and then when they help them they help others I mean it's like this incredible ripple and when you help their companies grow they can um, hire more people that impacts yeah. their community. They can help their clients. Um, it's a really positive high. Absolutely. And I think it, you know, I think the way that I feel that it's changed is people are much more focused on building relationships um, because that's what people want is to feel connected, isn't it? To the person that they're buying from. Absolutely. I mean, I've been doing relationships um, and sales with relationships or by relationships my entire career. That's what it's all about. And people want to work with people that they trust, that they find are credible and capable. And um, that is, and at the end of the day, you want to work with people that you like, you know, right. nobody wants to work with somebody that, that, you know, I mean, not unless it's like a one-time thing and that's, they're all the only people that you can work with. Right. Then you're and just always stuck with this. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's a real brain health issue, isn't it? Because we, because we just don't feel right when we haven't got that right relationship developed and we know that something is really off. And, and if you, if you don't approach it in the context of, understanding how the other person behaves what they want how they're feeling emotion their emotions that they have um and, and what ultimate outcome they want it, you're just not going to really mesh that connection with the with the person that you're talking to no no i mean communication is such a huge part of sales and you know for what I really focus on first and where everyone starts when they start working with me is what does the client think? Because mm. that's going to guide your entire relationship. You know, um, what does the client want, need, or lack? How is that going to help them? Is it going to solve a problem? Is it going to address a concern? Why does it matter to them? Mm. You know, how does it benefit them? So they can, so they can what, right? Um, yeah. And when you do that, you actually take yourself, get out of your own way and really focus on the other person and what they want, what they need and that client thinking. Mm -hmm. And first of all, that actually helps with your own perspective and your brain health because yeah. you can start to do that walk in another person's shoes. You can start to see things from a different paradigm. Um, yeah. And that is the, one of the most important gifts that you can give also to yourself because it impacts every aspect of your life. Um, yeah. And then you can not only when you apply that to your clients and helping guide them through whatever the process is that you work with them on, um, guide them to a decision, guide them through the implementation, guide them to seeing the incredible results that you deliver with mm -hmm. whatever your product or service is. Mm -hmm. The other thing is you can now apply that with your, your peers, with your coworkers, mm -hmm. with that same type of communication mastery and it does involve, that's the beautiful thing about sales. It teaches you flexibility. It teaches you adaptability, how to meet people halfway. And yeah. because people, just because they have a different opinion does not mean they're wrong. It just <laughs> means that you may not be able to see their opinion yeah. because you're on blinders. 
And one of the beautiful things about sales is that you do have the opportunity to work with so many different people and different styles that if you're going to be a sales champion, you truly have to become a, a master at building relationships um, and finding that common ground with all kinds of people and people who could be very opposite. Yeah. You know, the opposites attract even in life, in your personal life, how that can actually be some of the strongest and best relationships ever mm. because you complement one another, yeah. but you have to be able to clearly communicate with them. And that is that brain, that wonderful, beautiful brain that can continue to grow and flourish and you can keep adding new synapse connections when you use it. And I'm telling you in sales, you use it all the time because you're meeting new people. You're working with um, people connected to new people within the organization. They have a new challenge. They have a new situation that's arised. I, all of those things come into place. And then you actually use that in your personal life. Yeah. From negotiating with your partner, what you're going to watch on Netflix. <laughs> That's right. And you know, the people that are the best salespeople are kids. <laughs> the puppy dog they, don't, they just keep going negotiating, don't they? <laughs> Till they get what they want. Yeah, they don't give up and they come out of really <laughs> And they tap into your emotions, don't they? They know what strings yeah. to pull. Uh, well, and that's one of the great things with kids with the resilience. I mean, when you think about it as adults, we start to um, fear can start to take over in those yeah. things that we will be become blockers. And you think of the kids from the youngest age where they're cruising along the sofa and they're holding on for dear life so they can yeah. sort of learn to walk like Frankenstein. <laughs> they keep falling. They take some hard knocks, but they keep getting back up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you do it when we're riding a bike. Everybody moved from the tricycle to the bicycle. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah. And so why do we unlearn that as we get older? Or why do we start to want to protect it and feel like we can't keep stretching and growing? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's our fixed mindset comes into play, doesn't it? Based on our own personal experiences. And we start tagging, oh, because this didn't work, this won't work. Uh, and so we start building this negative narrative around what we're capable of achieving. Uh, and it's so easy to do so quickly, particularly if you're in an environment as a young person where the negative narrative comes in early yeah. and it starts shaping <laughs> your own personal beliefs and your own thought process. But before we dive into that, I'd love to know what for you, what are you passionate about in life right now? <coughs> right now, it's not to cough. <laughs> <laughs> I got the horrible tickle in my throat. No, I'm that's coughing. okay. You just crack on. I think I think it's um I think it's really important, isn't it, that we um, just going back to the, the sales conversation is in the pieces of relationship is we give people that space <laughs> just, just as we've done now to, to, to recompose yourself yeah. <laughs> if you're in a sticky situation, um, yeah, and give people grace yeah, to, to, just to do what, just do what they want to do. Yeah. So if you're ready, <laughs> Yes, like I, I, I keep trying to interrupt you for the pause. No, I, I need to do my own powerful pause. But, you know, because that is one of the things that um, sometimes you want to jump in and try to help or solve something. And the other person just really wants to talk about it. Right. And they're not actually looking for a solution. They just sort of want to talk about it. But I do encounter that with clients. They'll say, well, I've tried that and it didn't work. And it's like, OK, well, wait a minute. Um, you know, that, that is, that's a negative mindset set. And it's like, well, why didn't it work before, you know, and what's changed. Yeah. And sometimes when we look at things, you know, and I, myself, I've had epic failures, but I go, well, what did I learn from that? Yeah. What can I still use from that? What do I need to change? What can I do better or differently? Yeah. <laughs> I remember being on a on a sales uh, with a sales team with a big company, and um, and it was very clear that we were not answering the clients' questions to win the sale. 
we they, they'd asked specific questions around who was going to be on the team and 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 what we were going to deliver and and it was it was just not landing uh for them and it was quite obvious to me um that we hadn't hadn't ticked all of the boxes not just at a delivery level but an emotional level because they were getting agitated <laughs> by by people not answering that particular question and and often you know i've been in enormous big sales uh, you know pitches <laughs> um uh, overseas and stuff and you can see by the uh language in the room that isn't spoken <laughs> That we're on a lose on a in a losing battle because the the body language is just telling yeah. telling you everything around whether that person is interested or not interested, and often people who just go with their pitch <laughs> and don't pay attention to the dynamics of the surroundings, which is all about brain health, and uh, we you know I like to look at the five pillars surroundings of which is one. They miss the cues, don't they? And that important yeah. pause, like you mentioned, to, to take in the whole situation that relates to the conversation or the relationship that they're trying to build, to have or build. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, I actually remember a time that I was making a, it was, it was the sort of the, for a big, big project, multi-million dollar deal that, um, you know, everybody had flown in. I had the president there. And wow. um, I'm doing the presentation for the client and, you know, I knew everybody that was in the room. I made sure the people that I had met, it, some of them I'd only met in passing, but I had sort of done like who they are, what they, um, some information about them because, you know, you have to sell to everyone in the room. So they're the people that are going to be implementing it, the people that are influencers and then the people that are the decision makers. Yeah. And so when I was doing that and I had also tied it into what they as an organization did and, and really created a metaphor for, you know, what and how we were going to service them, but within their own sort of story. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> the president of the company just thought, Oh my gosh, she just lost it. What the heck? And I could tell because I looked at him like he was like literally going, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, <laughs> and but and I knew if he was close enough to me, he would have kicked me or something. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I looked around to the client and every one of them had leaned in and they were nodding mm. their heads. They were they eye direct icon. They were in it. And it wasn't yeah. until. And, and he just kept like, he was like, literally, I thought he was going to have a conniption fit or something. And then yeah. he finally looked around the room and he saw the same thing. He said, okay, I don't know where the heck she's going with it, but they get it. Yeah. And I closed that deal that, that day, that during, after that meeting, yeah. their <clears throat> senior executive came up, shook my president's hand and said, we're moving forward. And it's because of her. She gets us. She knows exactly what we need yeah. and how to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that was the, and afterwards when we were at lunch, the president was going like, I just thought you had completely lost it. I didn't know what, you know, it's like, well, it's because I had spent time getting to know them and understanding yeah. what mattered to them and why. And then I put it in that context, yeah. how, what we were going to do for them fit, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but that is, you're having to read around, you're having to learn about other people and it does require you to change, you know, instead of reading from a script, it's like, you know, what is really important to the people that you're speaking to? And that yeah. includes every aspect of your life, you know, yeah. like those kids who keep asking, it's because <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> they want those extra two cookies or... <laughs> And they don't say no, do they? They just keep yeah. asking until until you say no. Right. Right. Yeah. And they realize the negotiation is over. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love to know in the context of your life experience, what would you say optimal brain health is for you personally? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> getting a good night's sleep. No, uh, but uh, definitely the continuing to be a lifelong learn it all. 
Um, mm-hmm. I will never be a know-it-all, but I will be a lifelong learn-it-all. I think yeah. that continuing to push myself to, to accept challenges, to um, when things don't work out, to have that resilience, like uh, Captain Marvel, to pick myself up, dust myself <laughs> off and say, okay, that didn't work, but this is what I got out of it. This is what I know didn't work. Now I know what I can try or how I can tweak this. And um, everything you do, it's just that learning process, whatever it is. And then even when you think you've got something, something new comes around. We're constantly in a world that's evolving and changing. And so the opportunities to learn are just abundant. But when we do that, it keeps our brains so active and it keeps, I think it keeps us young. It keeps us healthy. It's so important. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It does keep us young. You know, it's one of the constant learning is, is such an important factor for cognitive function especially as we as we age because our brain um if you don't use it you lose it (laughs) so our brain brain prunes itself so if it's if we're not creating new neural networks in our mind um it will just it basically starts to die (laughs) because it doesn't it decides it doesn't need those particular networks so actually learning is one of the most important things is uh learning for retirement and aging actually um which is which is one of the 11 risk factors of brain health and and i love the fact that you mentioned um learning because and that journey that we go on through life because i like to think of it you know when when we go on a journey we like to take a map don't we and normally have a rucksack that's full of the things that we really need and sometimes people, um, when they fall over uh, it, in life, which we all do, um, rather than noting that maybe that wasn't the path to take and noting maybe they should have picked their foot up, they kind of put the rock in that reminds them of falling over and they put it in their rucksack and then they carry it around and it starts weighing them down. And the next time they fall over, they put in the, the other rock that made them fall over as a reminder, rather than learning to pick their feet up or learning to take the right path and marking the map to say no that's not the way to go and and I love the fact that you mentioned that you know it's it's not about the mistakes but it's learning from the mistakes and we so often don't take that time do we to really dive deep into the learning from our experiences but dwell on on the mistake itself yeah absolutely I I always I talk about um Sometimes you have to travel the long road around um, to to make a short distance, right? So you take the long road around to travel a short distance. And uh, but the journey can be really phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. And also that exposure to all the different things, um, even like your analogy of the, 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 the uh, we do, my daughter and I love to do road trips and <laughs> We are going down and we're doing this road trip and we had this specific route that we planned to take. I took a left turn. We ended up in Petaluma. Maybe you don't know, but Petaluma is in California. It's north of San Francisco. And I'm going like, well, what the heck? We're in Petaluma. Well, I've never been in Petaluma. This is sort of cool. And it's like, it rolls right off the tongue. I went to Petaluma you know, on my way to San Francisco. Anyway, but it was okay, well, I got to see Petaluma, which I wouldn't have seen if I hadn't taken a wrong turn, you know, and went through this whole dairy country thing. Um, And it was, it's sometimes that experience um, is something that becomes like, (laughs) it is a funny story or a treasured memory. I don't know if I'd say treasured memory, but we had fun. We had a laugh over it. Yeah. And you don't take it as, like, oh my gosh, I took a wrong turn. You know, it took us an extra two hours to get to where we were going. Oh no, the world is over. Um, you know, perfectionism is overrated. And sometimes those wrong turns in life are actually some of the best fun um, adventures that you can have. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And often they set us up for success. Uh, for the next journey that we take because we learn from the experience of going on that journey that we would never have otherwise had 
Uh, I was actually listening to Simon Sinek, actually, just recently, who was talking about the fact that everybody's been bowled over with the change of the pandemic. Um, and actually, we've just got used to things being the same. And and we've, we can't sometimes get a bit complacent when everything's the same. So we get lazy because we're, we're able to be lazy. And then somebody throws a curveball, like you say, going off the road. And suddenly our whole world has been turned on its head. Um, but actually it's, you know, we never, time is never constant. It's always changing. And it's been able to adapt and be, like you mentioned earlier, is having that resilience to change. And the more we experience change and going on these diversions, the more we can accommodate the diversions in life and, and deal with the bumpy roads and not get stuck on the, you know, the highways uh, because it's convenient because uh, they don't yeah. they don't always get us to the place we want to go anyway. Yeah, you know, um, I really look to, um, you know, those people who do they reject complacency and they're looking for, um, you know, not the shiny object, but just you know that you know that opportunity. And those new experiences and new thinking, um, those are all ways that we can continue to um, not only expand as individuals, but as a business. Mm. You know, it's the innovators and the disruptors who mm. continue to thrive and that who can better, better weather these types of storms because mm. they just, <clears throat> they're not satisfied with the status quo. They're always pushing. Mm. Um and it's like, okay, well, we did that. That's great. You know, dust ourselves off. Now what's the next big thing? What, what's the thing that are the things that we're going to be working on? Mm. And um, so that keeps, you know, businesses also much more healthy in my mm. view um, because they, um, and they're not caught as off guard because they're actually actively looking and seeking sort of what's out there and what's happening. And so when something is massively disruptive to the system <clears throat> that they're able to, um, they're, you know, maybe not exactly ready for it, but they're better able to respond and to pivot as needed. Hmm. And what, you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective, what do you think uh, holds people back um, in the context of building relationships and, uh, uh, and making sales because it's 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 a skill <laughs> that that is really important one to learn and not everyone gets it right. What are the typical pitfalls? Because you know, just trying to reflect in the context of people's brain health, um, when really, people fall over. I would say the number one thing is it's fear based. So uh -huh. there's something that went on about people. Some people are afraid of rejection. Mm. Um, they're afraid to ask that they're going to get that no. Um, they don't have enough confidence or assurance in what they're doing. Um, it could be that they've had really, especially for women, we've had really negative experiences in a sales environment. Mm. You know, the classic sleazy salesperson trying to shove something down our throat that we don't want, need, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and um, won't take no for an answer type of yeah. thing. Um, and, or that we feel like we've been taken advantage of or manipulated. So all of those things, those are all those negative sides to everything. And one of the things is that we need to flip the switch, you know, so you're not selling somebody something, you are guiding them to a decision so that they can have, you can help them create more of an impact, you know, for their business, mm. for the people that they work with, for their clients, for their community. And that's what you're really doing. And if you have your product or service is something that will truly help people and make that difference, that you can create that impact, well then, come on, you need to be able to, you need to be able to help them do, get that done. Mm -hmm. um, because, it, and it's, it's not like it's world peace or it's rocket science, but I've always felt that the things that I do, if I take something off someone else's plate and they don't have to think about it again, I made their world a little better. Yeah. I did have an impact. Mm. And that's the thing for whatever your product or service is. Um, so now, you know, with helping people figure out their 
sales strategy and you know what their client is thinking and how they're going to plan that and execute on it all the way through their client journey for their sales strategy, um, then they can in turn help more people, mm-hmm. you know, with their product or service. And so not only do I get, I create an impact for them, I create a ripple impact. Yeah. And because they then can really, help more people yeah. themselves, can't they? It's so profound. And it's, and one of the things that holds people back is that I, I, it, for wherever it came from, often, you know, in childhood or other experiences, there's a fear mm-hmm. and it's, you know, we are an animal and you get that protection mode going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to do this because I don't, I have to protect myself. And so depending on where it is and how severe, if you have something like imposter syndrome, that is going to be a much longer road to hoe to, to, to really accept that, Hey, I'm worthy. What I'm doing is important um, that I can create this impact. Um, that's going to take you a longer time, right. To overcome mm-hmm. that. But once again, that probably came out of experiences as a child, a young adult. And, um, <clears throat> but those bricks were added layer by layer and you know what? You can chisel them off. You can, you can, you can, you can chisel them off and reshape and rebuild a new house Yes, <laughs> for a new year. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Do you know, I think that's so important, isn't it? Because people often think that their past experiences define their, their future or their current state. And they, and they absolutely don't have to. They only do if you let them. And and it's it's being aware of what it is that is coming from your past into your present state and having that awareness as to how your how your behavior is changing <laughs> uh, in certain circumstances. And then being able to intervene and go, do you know that is not that's from my past. And sometimes we don't really realize where it, we have to do the deep work, don't we, to, to unravel why, why am I showing up this way um, and, and, and go backwards a bit to say, okay, that, that was from that experience and that experience been and gone so, so I can let it go and, and step into the person that I want to be now. But it takes practice. No. You can't just do it like this. And I no, know from I mean, my personal experience, I was yeah. not a good communicator and I've had to really work on it. I w- really was fearful of connecting with people because of this fear of rejection <laughs> and actually being starting the podcast that I now do as a host has really been, a, you know, another lever up the ladder for me to, to help me get out of my own way. <laughs> Because that, because we are, we're the only ones that tend to be in our own way. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, you know, it is that, that little tweak of a, so here's a real simple example that people will often say, oh my gosh, I have so much I have to do. What if you tweak it? Cause this is what I do. As soon as I hear my negative Nelly say that I say, no, there are so many things I get to do today. I get to do that. I get to do them. And when I flip it around, it's your whole attitude. It's all of a sudden, you know, I've empowered myself. And whenever I catch myself saying, um, because when I first started doing videos and things like this, and um, I was like going, I cannot memorize all this stuff. I can't do this. I'm not Meryl Streep. And (laughs) I went, well, wait a minute. She didn't wake up as or be born as an infant and suddenly be this great actress. You know, she had years of training, you know and practice right of learning of education you know i've never ever seen a baby go from rolling over onto their back and just standing up and walking gracefully across the room it doesn't (laughs) happen okay and so i caught myself and i went wait a minute this is a skill like any other that can be learned and i can learn it yeah. You know, so it was that, you know, and, and no, I'm never going to be, <laughs> can't memorize things still. It's really bad, but I can add, you know, as long as I know the context and the content, I know what I, you know, 
I know what I want to say. I can do it, you know? And yeah. it was, it's just letting go of some of those, you know, our own binders and just yeah. saying, oh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a little longer than others to let go of things and to move past something because that happens too. I mean, I'll share like this super secret, you know, so my late husband, he died six years ago, literally six years ago yesterday. Oh, I'm so sorry. I have yet to open any of the uh, sympathy cards that I received. Wow. Um, and so you, 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 and every time I've gone and I look at this box and I go, well, is today the day? And I go, no, I'm not ready for that. Uh -huh. And that's okay. So like there I have, I put this barrier because of the emotional barrier. Yeah. Like I just am not ready to read those. Yeah. If I'll ever be ready to read those. Yeah. And I recognize that about myself and I sort of like, well, why? It's because I just don't want to go through the sadness and the, yeah. you know, just thinking about it right now, I, you know, I feel the headache coming on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you and you did, and I totally and thank you for sharing because I have it's to be able to handle these cards even one at a time, and so um, and yet you know because he had a wonderful life, we had a wonderful life together, right? Um, and death is a natural part of life. You're born. It's the goal, right? Um, <laughs> but those cards, I just yeah can't do it. And that's yeah, okay. and I, you know, and you've got to, pro, you know, for for anything like that, you've got to process it on your own terms. Yeah, um, and that's so important. And it, you know, and it's totally fine if you don't need if you don't open them. You know, because yeah. he's not going to read them. <laughs> you know, he's not, is he? And he's not going to be bothered if you don't read them either. Yeah, no. it, you know, I it doesn't matter because you, it's about celebration of the life. Yes. Um, we all have an end date, uh, and that's the only goal we, you know, well, the only thing that we know is going to happen in our life for certain is death. It's like the only goal we get set when we're born <laughs> yeah. that we know and is going to happen. We get to choose how we want to live it. Exactly, right? we day. get to choose that journey and yeah. and it, and who we share the journey with. Um, and it, you know, often we can spend so much time focusing on the destination that we don't enjoy the journey and 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 it's it's totally about enjoying enjoying the journey and, and celebrating the journey um and not getting hung up on the on the um aspects of the destination especially in in the context that you just described so i think that's so important yeah, yeah, yeah so well, thank you for sharing that yeah well sometimes that that to me that's more of like an obligation and it's like but i don't need to be that's like once again i don't have to do these things no you get to choose i don't have to open these i i can do it on my terms when and if i'm ready yeah. um and it's like the people who wrote them they they got to express themselves and do that you know i mean it's the type of thing that but the great thing about your brain is that you can actually think all these things through you can okay well is there something else that's holding me back is there some reason why i don't want to look at these yeah you know and it's really just like, well, no, because I don't want to have a cry fest and have a headache for five days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could do it. You could do it if you really wanted to, just in the context of that. You, yeah. You could burn them if you wanted to and have a little, you know, a little lovely fire. If that, you know, takes it off your agenda. So no, I just keep them in the box, uh, you know, and uh, they're all in a box. But, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. So I... I just want people to recognize that there are sometimes things that, you know, we can also recognize that, well, you know, that's just not for me. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, sort of think through the whole thing. Like, well, is something holding you back? Is there some other latent reason why you can't do this? Um, and when you spend some time and thinking about those and it's just like, well, no, it's there, there's a real simple reason that I have that I don't want to do it, go through these is that, you know, it's just, I don't want to go through that whole emotional upset mm. for, you know, you know, I had to live with it for three years because he had terminal cancer, you know, it wasn't oh. like, it was, you know, yeah. so, okay. really I think I, I've done my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go through that all over again if you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. That's but, a lot of uh, just yeah. as long as you take that, you really make sure that you're not 
holding yourself back for some other, some other type of self-limiting belief or something else yeah. that goes on. And, yeah. uh, you know, and that, do you know, I think it's a really important point because we can get ourselves hung up, can't we? On, on, you know, you, we could spend our time looking at things that are actually go, not going to serve us, rather than yeah. focusing our attention on the things that are. And it can be such an energy depleting activity, you know, yeah. especially when we hang on to past uh, experiences. Um, that in the context of growing are not serving us. Um, and, and it just sucks the energy emotionally out of you. Like you mentioned, mentally, you don't have the capacity. Physically, it's completely draining. Physically, you know, you mentioned your headache can come on. Um, and so you notice the physical symptoms as well as, well as the emotional ones. And spiritually, it doesn't really align with your your what your purpose is, what you're what passionate about, what you, what your values and beliefs are. Um, and so it can deplete you in all of those four quadrants of your well-being um, at, at, for, for what gain. And I think it's really important that we do take that time to focus on asking ourselves the question, it, is this past experience or past activity um, going to serve me going forward in the future and 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 how is it going to help me um and that's that's so important yeah yeah it is because also even in like in business and you'll say well you know because i'll get that well i've tried that before and it didn't work and yeah. it's like well how did you try it before and what was the the actual process that you were you used and in what context and so sometimes you can actually work through that and say, okay, well, this is a little different now and have, you know, maybe this language is going to be more effective for you. Um, it's like, well, you tried that before, but you weren't thinking like the client and you weren't framing the conversation in a way that mattered to them. That yeah. was important. That made that connection. And so, yeah, you tried it before and it didn't work. Well, there was a good reason why it didn't work. <laughs> Um, and so, and people also put those same things, um, you know, they'll start working on something or start getting into that. And then they start, Oh, I mean, this is a classic cause I have someone sign up for my whole program. They get started in it and then they go, well, I've had this come up in my life and I'm just too busy. I, I'm not going to keep, I just can't continue. I've got too many things on my plate and it's like, well, that's okay. You have to decide what you want to segment and what you can pick up later. And I said, just because it's not right now, it doesn't mean that it won't be right in another month or another three months. Yeah. Um, and what those are the same thing. We put up these different types of blockers and it's just like sometimes things, timing is everything in life and in work. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's not right for right now. And you just, yeah. you need to get past that. And so um, those are, you know, additional examples and, or I'll have somebody who gets behind and then they, they're, they, they're beating themselves up and that they don't feel like they should continue because they, they've gotten so far behind. And it's like, well, we're not on a race. You're not getting graded and everyone <laughs> has to, some people need to take more time to absorb the material and take care of things that are, have come up that they're dealing with. But you know, the, the, important thing is that you actually you do get to the end you know yeah. and this can you can create this additional impact and value um for what you're doing out in the world mm. and um so when you're going through those things um and people do that sometimes you um you know like i myself yesterday i didn't attend something because i knew i couldn't i mean i just i had all these things and i went okay what's something's got to give today Mm -hmm. And it was something that I didn't want to give up, you yeah. know, but it was like, well, something's got to give and I'm going to give that to myself so that I can get through everything else, which I did. Yeah. And so, you know, all of us have choices every day. Sometimes the choice isn't obvious, but it's always there. Yeah. And we I always have the power to choose. Yeah, we do. And so you can choose to let go of this so that you can do this. 
Yeah. And I think that's such an important point. I know you mentioned initially, you know, context of brain health is sometimes people give up one of the most fundamental things that help us function effectively, which is sleep. Yeah. Uh, and they forget that actually, you know, being effective for others starts with being effective for yourself. Yeah. And, and having that self care to, to, to say, okay, like you said, I've got all these things on my agenda. I can't do them all. I need to drop something in order to get, you know, to get the quality of uh, sleep and the end routine at the end of my day that's going to serve me and not hurt me um, uh, so that I can restart the next day productive and effective. And it's so important. I'd love to, I'd love to transition to the five pillars of brain health and do the fun facts um now because <laughs> we've been talking about the the five pillars uh, as part of the conversation so uh this is remember remembered by the mnemonic facts where f is for feelings a is for actions C is for connections t is for thoughts and s is for surroundings so let's just dive into some of them so starting with feelings which is really connecting with our emotions and and understanding what emotions are running in the background and foreground What's the funniest or most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, I mean, I've had so many funny and embarrassing <laughs> things that have happened to me. I mean, every meal that I go to outside at a restaurant, the first thing is it looks like I should be wearing a bib like a two-year-old because I'm wearing the meal on my shirt. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just, <laughs> I had just one of those things that just like, well, okay, if that's the worst thing that happens to me today, you know? You know, that's why you got spray and wash, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, you know, those are things that are just ongoing, right? <laughs> and uh, I, I just really have that frame and I just will, and even if it's like something that's like, I like miss a connecting flight for something and it's like, okay, you know, I've had something where my luggage got lost and I ended oh, up yeah. having to spend the night in Buffalo um, and then get up at some crack of dawn to drive up, you know, into Toronto. And I was like, okay, well, uh, well, I didn't get a lot of sleep that night, but still <laughs> if that's the worst thing, you know? Um, and I, you know, I did this before my husband's cancer, by the way, I always, it was like, well, if this is the worst thing that happens to me today. Bring it on because <laughs> I can deal with this. Yeah. I can repivot. I can adapt and do what I need to do. And so those are all things that I think are really important for your, know your feelings. And that involves, you know, also tapping in. And sometimes when something like that really seems to set you off, it's to just take that moment for yourself and just let it go. And just really that simple action, those five seconds. And then, okay, this is where I'm at. You know, and also if I, I sometimes I'll just take a walk and it just to breathe the air, to move my body, you know, blow out the cobwebs. And it's amazing how a five or a 10 minute walk just around, this, you know, the, the house or whatever it is, um, if you're at a hotel around the lobby can really refresh you um, yeah. and give you back you know, your feet are on the earth, you know, you're breathing the air and all of a sudden you are back into yourself and you feel that control come back because you've taken control. Yeah. By letting yourself and giving yourself this gift to have that moment. And it's, that's a really important point because, you know, this is about, uh, being aware that you're 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 in a you've gone into a slight fight or flight response state, uh, and your cortisol levels are up. And actually, by checking out of the situation, the surroundings that have caused put you into that state, and 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 reconnecting with a safer place, which which could be outside, um, and and connecting with nature, which we know is super helpful for our for our brain health actually down regulates you reconnects you with your parasympathetic nervous system um, which is your calming system in in your body and in your mind and and actually down down regulates your, your cortisol levels and brings you back 
back to a much calmer state. And the best thing, you know, like you started off with is, is through breathing um, and particularly breathing through your nose to 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 create that calming state. So thank you for, for sharing that. I'd love to dive into the next pillar, which is actions. What's the most rewarding or fulfilling thing you've ever done? Oh, and I already alluded, it was helping my husband through three years of terminal cancer. Absolutely. Wow. wow. You know, that that's a that's I don't think people really uh, realize how rewarding helping somebody yeah. in that situation is. Um, and I've heard other people mention this too, is it, it is it can be such a um a fulfilling experience yeah um yeah. in terms yeah. of connecting with the other person and uh, at all of the levels that we talked about emotionally physically mentally and spiritually in ways that you would never have expected yeah no i mean not only helping him helping myself helping my my daughter helping you know our extended family it's just um it's it was a gift wow Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, connection to yourself is the third pillar is what is the most important value that guides you in life? Oh, it's, I love, uh, it's to be of service, to be of value, to help others. Um, it is just something that, and I've always been able to do that through sales, right. Of being able to help others through that way, but I do it in all kinds of different ways, you know, and yeah. they can be little things, you know, that you just, you do for people. And um, I like to make sure that every day I, I commit a random act of kindness. And uh, so, um, and that can be just, you know, you're standing in line at the grocery store and you notice the person in back of you and she's wearing this really beautiful color that looks great on her. And I'll just say, Hey, you know, I got to tell you this, you know, and then they feel good about, Oh, wow. And they might even, you might even strike up a conversation. Oh yeah. I bought this when I was on a trip, you know, in Petaluma, California, because I took yeah. a wrong turn. Who <laughs> knows what they'll say? But that's uh, something that um, can lift your own spirit so much. And can you imagine what a better world would live in if everyone committed a random act of kindness every day? Yeah. Do you know, I think that's such an, so important because it's so easy, isn't it, just to ignore the little things in life. And often it's the littlest things that can make the biggest difference to people. And it can really, it can be that real game changer for their day. Just having that small random act of kindness, getting somebody a coffee or, or simply saying thank you so much for all of your support and dropping it in an email um uh or, or sending a, a beautiful message about someone to their boss um whatever it happens to be can make yeah. a huge difference can't it yeah I absolutely and we're all the really i think we're all there to be of service to others because yeah. we're a human race aren't we and we can forget that important part of connection isn't is connection isn't just about connecting with others but when we do that we also connect with ourselves and making sure that you know the whole system is is working harmoniously yeah <laughs> rather than against itself so so the the final pillar I'd love to dive into is surroundings what is the most and I, I want to go with this one what's the most beautiful place you've ever visited and what makes it so special man um that's a tough one um because there's been, uh, I've really been lucky to see so many different things. But I think the one that comes to mind is being in the Redwoods. And once again, so north of Petaluma, but in Northern California. Um, and just being in one of the the groves that you've walked into. And the just really just the silence. And yet there's not silence. You can hear the birds and the crickets and the, mm. the squirrels scuttering underfoot you can hear the wind in the trees and then the just these magnificent trees um and that you're surrounded by and that how you're just part of this that you're one small piece of this really beautiful tapestry 
And so I would definitely say the redwoods. Um, oh. But I've been fortunate now. I've seen the four largest trees in the world. So I'm wondering what's fifth because <laughs> all four by happen the way I happen to be in the U.S. But, you know, <laughs> what's next on the list? <laughs> Do you know, I think it's, it's such an important point, isn't it? Because we can, I mean, I love connecting with nature. I love being outdoors. I love taking my daughter outdoors and, and doing exactly what you say, which is is really connecting with nature and seeing how small we are in comparison to nature itself and 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 we're just a tiny a tiny little marker in the in the sand aren't we of time and it's really taking the time connect with that beauty of the world and understand we're a part of it um and we're responsible for it Um, and that whole system doesn't work in isolation it has to work together we're dependent on it too, aren't we? So, yeah, yeah. Now, the, you, you, when you talk about, you know, saving the planet, it's really uh, the planet will survive. You know, it's just whether or not we as a species we will. will survive or whether we will go by the way of so many other species, you yeah. know, and cease to exist, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, it's our so choice. True. Once again, we have the power to choose our destiny right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And it was, you know, we recently had the Jubilee over here with the with the, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. And it was a key theme is making sure that we have that awareness to to make that difference, that positive change to to look after the planet and ultimately look after ourselves yeah. and acknowledging that we're we're that part that's part of the system and we're on a knife edge at the moment. in in the context of of will will we create have a future will our children have a long future based on the damage we've done now and how can we reverse it and 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 be kinder to to the planet and hence to our ourselves such an important thing i'd love to dive back into the growth mindset piece um and and to just really explore how do you um help people step out of their comfort zone what are the key things do you feel are are the transition between being in their comfort zone and being in their well i like to call their growth or their their learning zone is how how can we help people get into that space yeah so there's a number of different things so people learn uh, in different methods but one of the most profound things is by actually doing And so um, when I work with clients, you know, we go through, we have an education component of the program, um, but everything's live, you know, and Q&A during and after. And then we have worksheets and exercises to be done. And then we workshop those in additional sessions. And so one of the things is that you may be working with a specific client on a a worksheet or, or an exercise and somebody else whose business is completely different, I've had clients say, it completely opened my eyes to a different way of thinking by watching how you went through that with them. And it's that questions and um, gently probing and gently challenging um, that status quo. And, you know, what if? You know, the two most powerful words in the English language are what if, what What if, if. (laughs) and so, um, and then through that, you know, people do, they, they start to, and it can be just through those conversations and maybe they have to hear it three, four, 10 times, but all of a sudden the connection occurs and that's that, that incredible spark. And it can be with anything. You know, I, I still remember when I was, learning, I think it was trig, I got really stuck on trigonometry. And it wasn't until, you know, you really started to think about it in a different way, you know, because I would just like all the the stuff that was in trig would just, I don't know why, just really struggled with it. Um, And it was the geometry that sort of taking it back to, well, you know, the, the, you know, 
the sun's basically a circle type of thing yeah. and how that rotates and the diameter and all the, these different ways of looking at it or thinking at it. And one of the things that I did, cause I actually, um, in like high school, I actually was a tutor for math for people who are really struggling with math. And one of the things that I found is if they, I could associate it with something else they did. So if they were at that, at the golden age, you know, you had home ec and I'd say, well, what if you had to half, you know, this recipe, what would you do? And they could tell you right away. Well, that's fractions, you know, yeah. you're doing in wood shop. Well, how are you going to get the best cut out of this piece of wood so that you can make, you know, the table with chairs in the drawer? Oh, well, I have to do this. And I said, well, that's math. You, know, yeah. you just did geometry because you it's same with cutting out sewing with a pattern and aligning with the grain. You know, yeah. that it's just a, it, when I started to realize there's all these different ways that you can look at it, all of a sudden all the pieces fell in place and it was like, oh, well, that's simple. OK, I get it now. You yeah. know, so then I was like, OK, I can now rock interval calculus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. But those types of things, it's like there's different ways to associate how you're doing stuff. And sometimes having someone take and go down, a slide, it seems like, well, why are we even doing this? This seems weird. But it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, I get it. I see the connection. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's so important having that um, that dynamic with a, with a team is because not only do people's brains, everybody's brain is different and we learn differently. So how one person learns is not going to be necessarily the same as another, it, but making it relatable. And also by practicing, you actually build resilience. A lot of the resilience training that you tend to get in, in corporations are you, you go and attend a lecture and they tell you about, you know, how certain things to do, but actually building resilience in the context of life is, a, is about practicing in a safe environment, similar situations or different situations that could arise to allow you to deal with them in a way that you haven't even thought about previously, but in a safe way. So that if they came up again, exactly the same as we talked about on your road trip experience, if they come up again, you're like, oh, that's OK. I can deal with it because I've dealt with it in a in a safe environment and I know how to do it so I can do it again. And that's about that's how we build resilience. It's exactly, you know, we we learn the, the way we learn is, is through safely is through trying stuff in a safe space so we don't hurt ourselves which is our learning zone um and when we go a bit too far beyond it into the danger zone that's when we end up pulling back um and, and calming ourselves down but always increasing that learning zone and that and the zone gets bigger and bigger and bigger but yeah. it's having those people around you to allow you to do that that's so so important yeah and having also the interaction and then having other people then, you know, not me say, oh, well, I would try it this way. And what about this? And um, that it just everybody gets um, that level of engagement. But it's the doing more than anything else, because mm -hmm. if you just hear a, a talking head and you don't actually do, nobody can get through math if you don't do the problems. No, you got to actually do that. You got to do the work. You can't do the work. You can't spend all your time talking about it. You've just got to go and do it, haven't you? And yeah, and learn through trial and error or trial and improvement. Well, and, and obviously, when you're working with experts, you have the opportunity, just like you would if you're looking a teacher. You know, they're going to help you um, and help you get past it, um, move forward, right? Mm. And they're going to guide you along the journey and guide you along the path, um, so that you are. Um, like, oh, gosh, now we're going to learn this this week. Woohoo. Well, I made it through this last part. It worked out okay. I'm ready to learn this new thing. And I'm ready to do the work. Lynn, it's been fascinating. What one piece of advice would you give to anyone who is trying to uh, make a sale or build a relationship in their life, shall we say, um, at, and they've kind of got these limiting beliefs that are holding them back from moving forward what would your piece of advice be to anyone who's in that position I want you to think like the client you know and because 
you know, they're actually, they're looking for a solution and, and, or if it's a family member, you know, they're looking for a way to solve a problem or address a concern that matters to them so that they can move forward. So they can move past it. So they can, you know, do whatever it is that they want to do. And so when you think like that, all of a sudden you can put yourself in their shoes. You can see something from their perspective and, you know, a whole new world opens up for you because then you realize that, oh, I know how to do this. Yeah. I can help them get from where they are to where they need to be. Yeah. Great advice. Thank you so much, Lynn. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your stories and your insights into your world and the successful sales experiences that you've had and everything in between. So how can people get hold of you to learn a about more about you and what you do and get involved in your programs. Yeah. So Ruth, first of all, thank you so much. It's been a delightful conversation and I've just loved connecting with you and, um, you know, and it was through a relationship it's through an introduction. So, um, I, that, that's wonderful. Thank you. And I'm super easy to find. I am the only Lynn Whitbeck on LinkedIn and you can find out all kinds of stuff about me at my website at petite to queen com yeah so do make sure you check out lynn's website she's got so much useful content on there that's really helpful for anything around building relationships um, and connections so make sure you check out that lynn it's been an absolute pleasure and if there's anything i can do to support you or your clients just please don't hesitate to reach out remember everyone this is the show brain health unchaining your pain you are not stuck with the brain you have you have the power to make it better and improve its performance and then it's just been on the show to show you how